Hello everyone, welcome back to the Cheat the Gaucho USA show, episode number 56 now, uh, coming to you on a Tuesday, not a Monday, Tuesday, August 16th, a few days after Cittadella's first league win over Pisa, very interesting game to say the least, a very exciting game, seven goals scored, but Cittadella coming out on top four to three winners. This game had a lot of controversy, a lot of goals, a lot of penalties, and we'll dig right into that in this podcast. Um, Enrico Baldini, a brace, an own goal, and Raul Asensio scoring against his former club. So we're going to talk all about this game in this episode. Before we start, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at USA and visit our website at CheatTheGaucheUSA.com for more information in articles about AS Cittadella. All right. Um so <laughs> maybe the Lecce game was uh a little preview of what, what was going to come but um we said going into this season or when the draw was made for the Serie B campaign that uh Cittadella had very difficult start to the season they had Lecce in the Coppa Italia, then they had Pisa at home, Cagliari this weekend, uh, and then the following you had Venezia at home, even Ascoli the, the weekend after, so it's a very difficult start, but for the moment, Cittadella, two straight wins in that in that uh, run. Um, very, very good win against Pisa, although it was a little chaotic. Not the cleanest result that I think Gorini wanted or any fans wanted to see. Uh, maybe we would want to be more tighter on defense, but a win is a win, and all that matters is Cittadella, three points, four goals in the season opener against a very good Pisa side who, even though they lost a lot of players this summer, they also brought in a lot of good quality players and for uh, Ronald, uh, Ronaldo Maran, Orlando Maran. That's who it is. Um, so anyway, uh, Cittadella starting in a 4-3-1-2, like always. No, no surprises there. Um, Castrati in goal. I thought he had a, a very, very decent game. Not much to uh, do, although he had a few saves. He had especially one at, towards the end of the match, uh, 1v1, uh, to keep out a shot. Uh, Backline went Cassandro, Perticone, Frare, and Donnarumma, so no changes whatsoever in that lineup. The only change in this lineup actually was Baldini. He came in for uh, Loris Varela up front, but backline stayed the same. Uh, Vita, Danzi, and Simone Branca holding the midfielder together, uh, followed by Antonucci, who changed his number this season. He is now number 10. He moved on from... uh, 42 it was if i'm not mistaken yeah it was 42 he had but now he's the number 10 he played the number 10 played the number 10 rule in this occasion and raul asensio played up top with enrico baldini baldini coming in um he until the goal he scored i thought he was having a pretty quiet half but um he eventually got better but for me as i was writing down some notes after the game I want to say, I really liked Antonucci in this match, and the stats may not show it, the stats may show that he was um, a bit quiet or didn't do much, but I am saying that he scored 
the third goal even though it was counted as an own goal he basically created that goal and uh it they, they won't give it to him but for me that's the goal for him i thought he was very effectful in this match especially in the second half um making those runs uh playing balls in very 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 good attacking midfielder which i thought he was the mvp very um he had a lot of competitiveness for the match mvp for me too Baldini, of course, when you score a brace in the match, it's hard not to get it. So I kind of, I want to say it's it's Antonucci's MVP, but, or maybe he'll split it with Baldini in this case. So uh, let's see here. Baldini, very, very good game. Two goals. He missed the penalty that got recalled back. We're going to go over all of that in just a little bit, but very very good performance uh really all around from this Cittadella squad we said uh coming in that the defense was very solid last year it's all about the attack this year um whether or not we could improve it we didn't let go of many players this offseason except for in the striker department except for Luigi Capone who was on loan so Raul Asensio Carlos Zambalo who is still injured and yet to play Enrico Baldini, Mirko Antonucci, and even Giacomo Beretta on the bench, Mamadou Toncara, very, very, and Loris Varela, obviously, but very, very good, very good attack that um, we have some depth, we have some, we could do some rotation, which will be very key in the middle of the season. Um, so, this in speaking of this attack uh i want to bring up this stat that is really really interesting and now chitadella has proven it twice two games in a row it is um two straight games they've conceded the first goal which in lecce was the case and in this case pisa pisa got off to a good start through gaetano uh masucci very good start in the first half they scored the first goal and then Lecce Strafenza scored the first goal. But at the end of the day, Cittadella won both of those matches. It's something that they were never really able to do, except for back in December 2020 against Regina, they conceded the first goal and won. That was the only time they came back to win a game after conceding the first goal before the Lecce match. And after the Lecce match, we were saying that, is this a turn of the corner? that Cittadella maybe finally figured out how to win a game after conceding the first goal. And in two straight games, two back-to-back -back weekends, we've seen that. We've seen that they they know how to... Or they, they're seemingly like they're trying to figure out how to uh, really go at it in in a sense. Like... They, they've they're maybe they're finally realizing and figuring out how to really make turn the game on its head and really come back from the game even not conceding or not conceding and not settling for a point in the match so that's what i've noticed also seven goals in two games for Cittadella in the first uh opening season matches or in this 2022-23 uh, season, both in the Copa Italia and Serie B, Cittadella has seven goals so far in two games. Very, like I, I already touched on it, but um, is it a sign that the attack is getting better? I don't want to speak too soon, so I'm going to say, I'm just going to say maybe for now on.
we'll know for sure come maybe November or even early as October. But in August right now, it's still kind of early to assess and to make real, real predictions and assessments on teams. So we're going to give it a few games. We're going to see how it is. Chitadella, very, very good on starting the season brightly. Uh, that is the, what is it, seventh win in the last 10 seasons on the league opener and only one loss in that time. So Chitadella very knows how to get off to a good start no matter who the opponent is. And we're just going to have to see whether they can keep it up consistently because usually they have a few good games, then they lose some, and then all of a sudden it becomes a kind of an inconsistency battle with the top playoff and just a little bit below for the rest of the season. So hopefully that'll change and will be much more consistent and stay in the playoff picture for this year. Okay, um, defense. I, I also know, or before we get to defense, uh, let me just say the second half was a very, very good half for Chitadella in this game. First half was, uh, you know, I think it was it was kind of balanced in the first half. I think 1-1 was a fair scoreline in this match. I think Chitadella definitely woke up after Masucci scored the first goal in the 27th minute. Enrico Baldini had a very, very good goal in his first goal of the of the season. Uh, it, it looked like I, I actually tweeted funny story. I, I tweeted the something similar before the goal that Chitadella tried this. I think it was a set piece trick play that was from a free kick. They tried to give and go, but it completely, completely whiffed on it completely. Um, just did not work out for it. And I tweeted that the training ground did not work in that case, but as we saw and we on Baldini's, Baldini's goal, um, it was Branca who got the assist, I believe, on the corner kick. Wonderful awareness by Danzi to dummy it, to knowing Baldini is behind him and taking two Pisa defenders with him. Very good awareness there, and Baldini from the top of the box, perfect placement, perfect pace, beautiful goal. But so that's that was the first half. So I believe the first half was a good good first half but it was probably the correct scoreline for that the second half was very very good uh very fluid attack better possession better chances only until the after the fourth goal Pisa tried to do something Castrati, like i said made a big save or two and they eventually got those two goals at the end but um very very good attacking play despite the maybe people will want to say the penalties kind of played a part in that game we're gonna we're gonna dive into that section in just a little bit but I just want to say that the second half I thought we looked very very good and hopefully that that'll be things to come maybe we will we will be a second half team or maybe we will I don't know I, I just I, I really don't know but the defense, I feel, could have done better in this game, although they did have a good game and they, they showed it as well against Lecce. I still believe that it could be a little bit improved. It's kind of funny because last year we weren't saying this, how uh, sound and just how good they were uh, collectively in the defense, but 
three goals in this game two of them coming very late on in the match kind of to make it a bit interesting there was eight minutes of stoppage time Pisa scored in the 90th minute and then the 98th minute the last last kick of the match that's the two goals at the end kind of bothered me because well for one that if we hadn't given them up I believe we would have been top of the table just for bragging rights for the match they won even though they kind of mean nothing but it would have been nice to be it would have been at least cool to be top of the table but more more than that I feel we should have been close we should have closed out that game much much better we just I feel we probably thought the game was already was already done so Pisa could score and it it wouldn't really make a difference because we were so far ahead with the four goals but if if I'm saying if Pisa probably had another five ten minutes they could have easily got another goal for the 90th minute on and maybe even 80th 85th they were they were they were finally really testing Castrati out and testing this back line in the second half they were kind of kind of in that shell a little bit they finally came out of it in the second half very very late on and nearly made the comeback but for us part I think we could have just defended it just use a little more focus one coming off a set piece just marking your man another one off a cross back post I believe it was Donnarumma on the back post or Frare on the back post as well it's just a little sharper in those moments just close out the game get get the only one goal conceded mark and just yeah just close out the game and just be more more uh focused at the end because you never know what's going to happen towards the end of the season whether or not even though Serie B does tiebreakers on head-to-head first you never won't know when goal difference is going to be a key and one or two goals at the end could make a difference although it's unlikely it could make a difference so that's why we just got to be a little more collective at the end um that's kind of all I had to say on the match. Let's talk about the big controversy, the big headlines of this match, the big talks that Pisa fans were upset about, complaining in uh, online comment sections, uh, even attacked me a little bit on uh, one of Serie B posts. But it was the penalties, and Cittadella in this match were awarded a total of three penalties in this match. First one was missed by Enrico Baldini, saved by Nicolas. Then on the follow-up, Cassandro got fouled. Referee called another penalty. Uh, this time Baldini put it away. And then another handball in uh, the box later on. Raul Asensio made sure he converted against his former club. S- the first penalty I just want to, I'm going to talk about a little bit. It was, I could see that it was kind of a, it did hit the hand. I'm not saying it, it doesn't, but it hit the hand in a position where do you really expect this Pisa defender to move his hand out of the way? It was coming from a corner. He kind of didn't know where it was off the bounce. So it was a little bit of a harsh call, but Nicholas did save it. From the replays, though, I thought he was initially off his line. It looked like we don't have the best angles, but from the TV, from Helbitz, from the, all the angles I could find, it looked like Nicholas was just above his line. I might give him the better benefit of the doubt because 
the, the angles aren't the best the the quality the image quality isn't the best so he may have been his heel may have been barely on the line but it may have looked like he jumped off a little too early but that wasn't the reason that Chitadella was awarded another penalty the reason was is Cassandro got smacked in the face on the follow-up trying to tap it in after Nicholas uh, spilt his save I believe that it was a correct call Cassandro did milk it a little bit but seeing it again and uh, seeing the arm up the Pisa defender did not get the ball that what I saw and I believe it was the correct call in um, I don't think his hand should have been up there, and that's why I believe it was a penalty. The second penalty, it was a little bit more of a clear handball, uh, especially on the TV angle, you could see. You can also make an argument that it may have been ball to hand or just a, a really harsh call, but for me, I believe it was a penalty. And the thing is... Here's the thing, there was no complaints, but Chitadella put the ball in the back of the net as the referee blew his whistle. A little similar to the Milan Spezia match that happened uh, in January, where Messias scored as the ref blew a whistle. He he did not play advantage because as soon as he blew his whistle, the Milan player had scored and put it in the back of the net and. Milan went on to lose that game in the last minute, so there was a lot of talk from uh, from the Rossineri fans that saying like the, the drop points is gonna hurt us in the uh, Scudetto race, but they ended up winning, so it didn't matter. But anyway, that kind of happened in this match with the ball kind of felt right to Antonucci's um, Antonucci's feet. He put the ball away as the referee blew the whistle, and I think the referee knew knew that he made the mistake. He kind of acknowledged it a little bit, and Chitadella would have would have it didn't matter anyway because Asensio did make his penalty. But I thought that was that was just the the perfect way to uh, kind of cap off what it was uh, just a chaotic night and a chaotic uh, sequence in that match. Um, but yeah, Antonucci put the ball in the net. It, it, I think it should have counted for the advantage, but um, it didn't matter because Raul Asensio stepped up and scored his penalty. Uh, did I was surprised that maybe Baldini? Well, I, I think Baldini because that would have been three penalties he would have had to face against Nicholas in just mind games. But it could have been for his hat trick. But I, I, I kind of understand why. Uh, Baldini gave it to Asensio, which Asensio scored. As you know, Asensio played for Pisa in back in the back in the day, and he did cause a little bit of trouble with their fans. As he was going off to celebrate, he kind of put his finger to his mouth. He shushed the the Pisa fans on the opposite side of the stadium, which angered many many Pisa fans online. Uh, he, Asensio even posted a picture on Instagram the day after with the with the uh, picture of him shushing the fans, and also another uh, caption. He kind of spiced up the caption a little bit. So it's going to be an interesting return leg in Pisa in back in January. So when we go play uh, at the Arena for match day twenty, 
but that's not till January, so we have lots and lots of time. But just expect a warm welcome for Raul Sensio back in uh, Pisa. All right, I think that is it. I think that's what I've covered. Cittadello winning against Pisa 4-3 to in the match day one of Serie B. It was a very, very eventful opening weekend. I really enjoyed it. Um, let me just read you the results of the match day one. Parma, they won, or they, they tied against Bari in a thrilling game. Um, Palermo beat Perugia on their return 2-0. Como tied against Cagliari at home. Venturato Spal lost 3-1 at home against Regina. Modena lost 1-0 to Frosinone at home. Ascoli beat Ternana 2-1. Cosenza got a surprise victory at Benevento 1-0. Um, and also Genoa won away at Venezia in a kind of a chaotic match too in that sense. And the newcomers Sutero uh, lost their first Serie B match in their history 2-0 to Brescia. Okay, that is going to be it for me today. Uh, I will see you next Friday. I know I, I scheduled this, or I'm talking to you on a Tuesday, and you're probably listening on a Wednesday. But Monday, I was just not available to record that day. It was just too, um, I was too busy. So, But I'm able to record on Tuesday here, so all is good. All is good. But I'm scheduled to speak Friday, so... Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at USA and visit our website at ChitagachuUSA.com to stay up to date and to know when the next podcast is coming out. That'll be on Friday, August 19th, previewing the weekend match against Cagliari in Sardinia. That's going to be it for me today. Chitadella, big win on match day one against Pisa, 4-3. to three. Um, A good start, very, very good convincing start uh, and we're hoping for another win in sardinia next weekend and continuing our good start to the season anyway that's going to be it for me today i'll see you on friday and as always forza cheetah